When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Building Better Business podcast is the best place to learn how to take your business to the next level. It's no longer enough to earn good profits. You need to develop a network of connections as well as use all types of marketing to your advantage that will put you over the edge. Hosted by me, Steve Eschbach, a financial executive with decades of experience in dealing with businesses and business people, we'll learn how this all comes together. Join me and my expert guests as we delve into the many facets of owning the business and how to become a good, caring business owner. Listen how making a difference in your community can attract all sorts of clientele, which in turn will build you a better business. Greetings, my fellow listeners, and welcome to another edition of Building Better Businesses. I am your host, Steve Eschbach. I am an entrepreneur like my guest today. And uh, I'll just tell you a little bit about myself. I'm the president and owner of Transworld Business Advisors here in Naperville, one of eight Chicagoland offices. We primarily assist business owners realize their dreams, whether it's to acquire another company for growth by acquisition, or perhaps they're looking to exit and looking to get top dollar. We assist the uh, sellers and master with qualified buyers. There's plenty more that we do too, but I'm not going to talk about that today. I'm delighted to have today a uh, an entrepreneurial marketeer, if you will. He's an expert in marketing, Joe Sanfilippo, correct? Is that how I pronounce your name? Yep. Yeah. Joe Sanfilippo, pretty close. <laughs> okay. So I'll very briefly describe that he's a digital marketer, entrepreneur, investor, executive producer, and talent manager. He is an entrepreneur. He's involved in a number of businesses. He has a wonderful background. So Joe, why don't you tell us a little bit more about uh, who you are, where you've been, and where you're headed to? Yeah, no, Steve, appreciate you having me on the podcast and uh, a little bit about myself. So I am a Chicago native and went to Elmhurst College. And it's kind of how I got my start into digital marketing. I was a marketing major and did an internship with a company based out of Park Ridge uh, called Healthcare Information Services. At the time, they were also managing all of the marketing agencies for Illinois Bone and Joint Institute, which is one of the largest orthopedic groups in the country. Uh, that's how I met the founders of today's business, which is where I currently work as the manager of growth and partnerships. I've been here for about six years and it's been an unbelievable journey and has helped me get into a number of other endeavors, um, you know, such as our private equity group, Undrafted Ventures, our talent management firm, uh, Teammates Talent Management. And yeah, it's really opened up a lot of doors for me and given me a lot of opportunity to learn more about e-commerce, learn more about starting a business, learn more about uh, digital marketing across multiple industries and has, has given me that kind of a diverse background that has, you know, allowed me to grow and learn and, and put me in a position to, you know, go into the career path that I want to go in. You know, it's interesting, just in your opening commentary, I heard the word many times, learn. And I've often advocated that you should never stop learning. And clearly you're doing that right now. Before we get into where you are today and uh, how are you going to uh, help our listeners learn a little bit more about effective marketing? How did you ultimately get to marketing? And let's rewind the videotape. Let's go back to your 
earlier upbringing and childhood? Did mom and dad have an influence on this? Was it family influence? Was it something you uh, got interested in during your formative school years? Tell me a little bit about how you got to that. Yeah, great question. So my dad was a uh, stockbroker uh, for 35 years at the Chicago Stock Exchange. Uh, my mom worked at a bank for a little bit, but, but primarily worked, you know, just was a, a housekeeper. But yeah, I mean, my so I guess where I really picked up the marketing end was at Elmhurst College. Um, and that's actually, so I guess my dad had had some influence because he actually went to Elmhurst College as well. Uh, he played football there. Uh, so kind of, you know, wanted to follow in his footsteps a little bit. But, uh, you know, in terms of this, the brokerage industry for stocks, not really existent like it once was. A lot of technologies replaced that industry and he, had, he was forced to retire uh, and sell his company. So that kind of got me in there. And then once I, once I was at Elmhurst, you know, the career development, you know, team there is, is really tremendous. They helped me understand where I'm best suited um, and what my interests are. And yeah, I would say it was kind of just from college, just learning and being around people that have similar interests and just good professors that, that helped you develop those interests. Yeah, I can tell you that marketing was not my forte. I did a lot of finance and accounting. I did investor relations, so I can relate to your father, who was a stockbroker. I uh, I worked with C-level executives and uh, their interaction with Wall Street. But uh, tell me a little bit about where you currently are at now. And I want to spend some more time on uh, some of the, the basics of marketing and, and what you find works well, what you find many seem to kind of stub their toe on. Give me a little bit of that background now for uh, for those looking to enhance their marketing presences. Yeah. So, I mean, I could go in a lot of different directions because um, so at today's business, we are a full service marketing agency. So we do everything from website design and development to search engine optimization, to Facebook advertising, to influencer marketing, affiliate marketing. And I kind of... You know, my focus is I got into it more on the so we touch about 30 different industries, everything from healthcare, luxury, real estate to e-commerce. Um, so product service or service location based businesses to e-com and online driven businesses. And I really started in like that healthcare service based. Let's try to rank on Google and let's have a corresponding marketing plan to acquire new patients and stuff like that. And then as I grew and got more involved in influencer marketing and affiliate marketing, um, I really grew more into the e-commerce space. So it really depends what you're trying to, you know, what your goals are and what your objectives are, what you offer. But I guess the number one thing, you know, just the number one fundamental is what are you tracking? Like, how are you tracking the success of your marketing efforts? You know, in most instances, Google Analytics is going to be your primary source of truth. So I always tell people like, listen, if you don't have tracking set up properly and you don't have a effective plan in place, like you didn't do any research and you don't you don't have a strategy, you can't even begin to like look at execution until you have those two parts in place. So, and that's why people come to us. They want someone to understand tracking and attribution. They want someone to develop a plan that makes sense for them then they want someone that can execute that plan for them and then optimize it based on the results that we're seeing. And that's what today's business brings. We bring that full package. So what are some of the first questions you'll ask? Let's say you get a brand new client, has never had a successful web presence or has not had much success in driving customers, however you want to drive customers to 
your business, what are the, like the first three questions you would ask? Let's say it's an entrepreneur, a small business owner, or whatever that might be. You're you're going in the door, your first interview with that person. What are the three questions you ask first and foremost? Yeah. So, I mean, you generally speak, generally start with like, give me an idea of the business. Like, what are your challenges? Like, what resources do you have available? You know, what are people searching for when they're looking for you, right? Like, how do people typically find you right now? Do you have any idea of that? Uh, Then, you know, from there, you get some good general info about where people sit. And then at that point, it's really, you know, who is your target audience? Like, who is, who is it that you're trying to get in front of? And like, what does that person look like? And it kind of relates to some of the first questions, like the spitball questions, but you know, what is that person all about? Like, who is the decision maker? Are you a B2B business? Are you trying to get in touch with the decision maker there? Like, if so, that's very different than going after an individual consumer, right? Like you're not going to market a, you know, IT company the same way you would mark, do marketing for, you know, a consumer product or, a pair of sunglasses online. So it's really about understanding who your customer is, uh, then from there kind of developing a game plan around how we can get in front of that customer with the right message in the right place at the right time. So it sounds like you're getting a lot of information about your client. And in some respects, it's kind of the basic tenet of business anyway. You're looking for their pain points and what pain points are they trying to overcome? And that is, I think, what you're looking at it from a marketing standpoint. Is that correct? Yeah, exactly. That's the fundamental of anything, really. Any type of communication with with any partner, like, you know, what are you trying to get out of this relationship with me? And like, what are the the issues that you're experiencing and how can I help? How can I fix that? And it can, I maybe in some instances, especially for us as a B2B company, today's business, not everybody is a good customer, right? So sometimes it's just about qualifying people, right? Like how do I just not waste, I don't want to call it waste my time, but like not use my time effectively. Like I can't, I get a lot of lead forms that come in at today's business. So I can't get on the phone with every single person that reaches out to us. So what we've done is we've developed like multi-step forms to help the user pre-qualify themselves before I even send them an email or make that phone call. Cause I need to make sure, are they the right type of business for us? Do they have, what type of experience do they have in marketing? What does their budget look like? What stage are they in? What services are they looking for? All of those types of things we usually, you know, we add to like a multi-step form so that people can really pre-qualify whether they're going to be a fit for even a discovery call. So let's go on the other side of the spectrum. So let's say you have a new client who already has a web presence, okay? They have something out there. What are like the two, three or common missteps that they would take? Like, for example, I don't even know if this is correct, but if you have a homepage where you have to scroll all the way down to get key vital information, is that one of the common mistakes that you see? What are some of the things our listeners want to know about what they shouldn't do from the get-go? What would you say to that? Yeah, that's a great question. I would say, you know, the number one thing is a lot of people don't understand like search engine optimization and how that works. And I think the biggest problem is is trying to educate people on how that works and why it's important. So the biggest thing is like, for example, people be like, oh, I want you to do SEO for my website, right? And it's like, but I don't want to rebuild my website. Like I just rebuilt it four years ago. It's perfectly fine. And I have to explain to them, like, 
well, no, that's not actually true because your website is kind of the number one thing that Google's looking at in terms of how it's going to rank you. So your website needs to be mobile friendly, right? Like more than 50% of searches these days are coming from a mobile device. Um, your website needs to be fast, right? Like Google values paid, it values speed, it values user experience. Um, and it should be, it should have the content, anything that you're trying to show up for, you should have content built around that. So if you want to show up for the best orthopedic surgeon in River North, downtown Chicago, like you should have a URL and a page on your website dedicated to, you know, answer questions about orthopedic surgeons that are in the area, like have locally driven content. What are the, you know, how do I get there? What are the local, you know, are there restaurants nearby? Whatever it might be, you want to have localized relevant content on your site that addresses the the possible questions that a searcher might have. Right. So um, I don't know if you mentioned this specifically, but how important is a landing page for web presences? Is that a critical element for successful online marketing? Yeah, absolutely. And, and landing pages, you know, there's, there's really two types of landing pages, you know, a landing page in the definition of a landing page is where do people land when they click on an ad or when they just find you on, on Google search. Um, but there's really kind of two types. So there's like squeeze style landing pages, we call them, where it's essentially usually often used with like Google ads or Facebook ads where someone clicks on your ad and we take them to a very specific page uh, that just maybe might have a video on it or a hero image with a couple like bullet points and, and brings them to a contact form or whatever that conversion point is going to be. And it doesn't allow for any type of navigation out of that landing page. Those are used uh, in many instances on, on specific Google ad campaigns or specific mark advertising campaigns. But then in other instances, you know, just your landing page, in a lot of instances, we recommend having a landing page that is connected to your website where you're connected to the site as a whole. And it might be a locations page or it might be a services page, but it still allows for basic navigation and still allows for people to, to convert. It's just not like a, a squeeze style page that's on a subdomain or something along those lines. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about this. So I'm on, uh, I'm on Amazon and I'm buying coffee. All right, just out of the blue. Then I go to Facebook. And then as I'm scrolling through Facebook and following my children, all of a sudden these ads on different types of coffee pop up. How does that all work? Obviously, I am setting a trail for other websites to follow. Do you do something like that with some of your marketing campaigns so that it kind of follows you wherever you go? Or am I way off base on that? Yeah, no, that's uh, absolutely. We do a lot of that. That's called uh, remarketing or retargeting is, is the common phrase that is used in the marketing space. So essentially how it works is it's pretty, it's pretty straightforward. Any web browser, when you're searching online, they'll, when you, when you go to certain websites domain, when you, when you enter their site, they usually drop what's called a cookie onto yeah. your site. And, and there's a pixel which is essentially just a very small snippet of code that gets placed on the browser when you go to browse a site. And then those cookies are, you're then followed around by people who have access to those cookies um, so that you can you know, purchase. So it's actually been something that is, uh, is a really hot topic right now in digital marketing because 
a lot of the new privacy regulations are starting to eliminate the use of cookies and has actually had uh, a very negative effect on a lot of uh, advertisers, particularly in, with Facebook advertising due to the, the iOS updates with Apple about a year ago now. Sure. So is that something you as a business owner have got to be, uh, you have to do something to do that or is that automatic or how does that all work? Yeah. So what you'd have to do is if you, if you owned a website, for example, and you're selling sunglasses and you wanted to run Google remarketing ads, uh, you'll have to go in and on the back end of your website, set up a pixel uh, with set up Google's pixel so that anytime someone comes to your site, when they leave your site, you can follow them around any Google owned properties with that pixel. Same thing with Facebook, same thing with any other type of advertising platform. Yeah, but you probably designed something more specific to your customers in mind, because again, I think what you're saying is that you have to have a target audience, you have to have an end in mind, and you're going to help your customers craft their marketing endeavors to accommodate how they want to achieve their success, right? Is that how it works? Yeah, so we look at marketing as a, as a full funnel approach, right? So remarketing is, you know, that's a very effective way to generate conversions, but that's a lower funnel initiative. Um, you have to look at the entire funnel. So we'll help people come up with, hey, this is what a prospecting campaign looks like at the upper funnel. These are the goals we're going to track. Not everybody's going to go and make a conversion or make a or, or make a s transaction on that first touch point. So can can we get that? Like, what is the the goals at that level? Right at that level, a goal might be you know, just an email sign up or something along those lines versus necessarily a contact form. Um, but then as we bring people down that funnel, we nurture those leads. You know, we try to get them to that end point and, and we look at where the drop off is along the way. So I notice here um, you're also an investor. Mm -hmm. So in addition to being an entrepreneur and you being a successful business owner, you're also looking for opportunities to invest in. So this kind of goes along with the theme, building better businesses. What are you looking for in a company to invest in? So I know you are, you're an investor in a sunglass company, right? Yep. Correct. What are you looking for in general? Or what are the two or three key things that stand out in your mind as a good company to invest in? And again, I'm sure this has plenty to do with building better businesses, but what, what would attract your attention for an investment opportunity? Yeah. So, I mean, typically how we operate is we're, we're pretty unique in the way that we invest into companies. We, we more so invest our time than our capital in, in many instances, um, because we do bring a, a unique skill set and uh, experience that and just knowledge of data and analytics from across the industry that others don't necessarily have. So we're typically looking for, you know, profitable businesses that are bootstrapped, that have good, good founders that are just missing that, you know, piece, just missing that, that last piece of the puzzle, particularly on the marketing side or the business consulting side to get to that next level. So any, you know, those are the kind of the core fundamentals is like, Looking for companies that, you know, are just they need help in in marketing, but they're not ready to make the investment, or they'd prefer to provide shares, um, advisory shares, in exchange for services. Those are usually a good fit for us. In terms of investing our capital, you know, at that point, you got to have a really strong P and L, and we definitely want to be. You know, we don't want to be at the bottom of the cap table. <laughs> we want to be somewhere among the top, among the early investors. So we know that like 
we're going to have a chance to get paid out in a timely manner. So it sounds like you not only look for profitable companies, but you're actually spending time going in and recognizing an upside potential to capitalize on, correct? Yeah, we're looking for people that are like, wow, if you guys were just adding X, Y, or Z to your digital marketing strategy, like we like just from experience looking across other businesses we work with or whatever, it's like, I know right away you'd be able to double your revenue next year just by adding in these things or, or over the next five years, like, you know, see consistent growth just by adding this one channel or, or changing things up a certain way. Those are kind of what we're looking for. Yeah. It sounds like uh, you're just looking for the the one or two different nuggets that are there ready to explode that just haven't been acted upon yet. I guess that would be the way to put it. So let's shift gears a little bit. So let's talk about you and your entire career. What was the best advice that you've ever gotten? And what's the best advice you've ever given someone else? Yeah, I would say the best advice I've ever gotten probably was just kind of getting your feet wet, right? And I guess that's probably the same thing I, I give a lot, but like, just go and do it. Like go and out there and like, if there's something you're trying to learn, like you have to go and do it. Like, I guess this was from, um, you know, my business partner and our chief digital officer, Billy Ash. Um, but he, he essentially like when I, when I moved out to New Jersey to work for them, he would just tell me all the time, like the only way you're going to learn this is if you go in and actually start doing it. Cause I was, the sales rep for the longest time before I actually, you know, I didn't understand how everything worked. I didn't understand like what the challenges were. And like, once you know how to do something, you can sell it a lot easier. Right. Like, cause you know, it's like, I can go to someone and say like, Hey, if you're going to do your Google, my business profile, rather than just sell you like all the benefits of why it's going to help you and get more business, I could sell you like why, how hard it is to do and how much work it's going to take and how it's such a pain in the butt and you don't want to do it. And I could give you the details and the intricacies of like what goes into that. Um, whereas like prior to going and like just getting my, activated into a couple of our client campaigns and doing those things, I wouldn't have been able to really explain those as well. So really, if there's something you want to learn, as, as Billy expressed to me, is like go in and just find an example opportunity where you can do the work yourself and figure it out and spend the hours doing it. Uh, then I guess like when it comes to the advice I always give um, with, with interns and people I'm mentoring is it's kind of that same advice, but it's also just like get started early, like just start. So it's very similar advice, but find someone that you can, that can give you advice, find someone that can be a mentor because they can save you years of learning and figuring out which direction to head in just by you know, maybe a couple conversations a week or a month, you know, especially if you're trying to figure out what you're, what you're good at and what you're trying to do. So it's a mixture of having people that you can um, get advice from and, and going in and just doing it yourself and figuring out if it's worth your time. Yeah. It sounds like what you're saying there is that uh, no man can be an Island or no woman can be an Island and uh, having a successful team that's surrounds you will enable you as well as the team around you to be successful. So you kind of leverage each other's expertise. I think that's kind of what you're saying. Is that right? Yeah, hundred percent. And that's uh, you know, that's the beauty of, of what we do is at our company, we have multiple different departments where everyone specializes in uh, whether it be Google search or Facebook ads or whatever. A lot of people at today's business or interns, we always recommend like, Hey, 
even if you're an SEO intern, you should shadow with the Facebook ads team for a week. You should shadow with the affiliate and the influencer team for a week and kind of understand what everyone does and how it all plays together. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. We're coming at the end of our uh, time allotment. So before we go, I got two questions. Number one, is there anything that my questions and your responses haven't covered that you want our audience to know about? Is there one key element there that we missed? No, I think we we went through quite a bit. I would just say, yeah, when it comes to digital marketing, it's it's important. Like I kind of mentioned before, it's important to have tracking and, and analytics and have a, you know, a plan that's not only uh, makes sense, but that's that's easy to execute and, and that's you know relevant and timely. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. You got to measure what you're doing in order to gauge success. That makes a lot of sense. Last but not least, Joe, where can we go to find out more about you, your company, anything else that's relative, relevant to what we're talking about? Yeah, you can find me on uh, all the major social media platforms, uh, Joe Sanfilippo on Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, uh, you name it. Uh, then our website is tbsmo.com for today's business. Uh, then our website for Undrafted Ventures is just undraftedventures.com as well. Sounds great, Joe. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for sharing your insights. Audience, there's a lot here to, to kind of absorb here. Take your time, go through it, and uh, you know practice the lessons learned here. Thanks so much, Joe. Yep. Thanks, Steve. The Building Better Business podcast is the best place to learn how to take your business to the next level. It's no longer enough to earn good profits. You need to develop a network of connections as well as use all types of marketing to your advantage that will put you over the edge. Hosted by me, Steve Eschbach, a financial executive with decades of experience in dealing with businesses and business people, we'll learn how this all comes together. Join me and my expert guests as we delve into the many facets of owning the business and how to become a good, caring business owner. Listen how making a difference in your community can attract all sorts of clientele, which in turn will build you a better business.